With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable when it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit contains eight essential medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, and z Rest easy knowing that their chief medical team, including Dr. Peter McCullough, stand behind every kit. Visit twc.health slash Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Don't take chances. Secure your family's health today with The Wellness Company. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I don't know how many of you know, but I assume many of you know, number one, who Jordan Peterson is, and secondly, what his case before the Ontario Court of Appeal has, it's not appeals there, it's appeal, what it has entailed, and he's lost it. So let me tell you about it, but first, a bottom line notation, and that is that things are worse in Canada. Canada is essentially at this point hopeless. It has has become so leftist, so woke. uh, They don't don't have freedom of speech as enshrined as in, in the DNA of the country as we do. Canadians are not generally fighters uh, uh, and the left has simply won. They have taken over everything. Do you know, I'm going to look this up for real time. This is a subject that is barely covered. And uh, it is the burning of churches in Canada. So let's see, that's only 2021, that's it, uh. So the CBC, which is, uh, <laughs> it's CNN on steroids, seven days ago reports at least 33 Canadian churches have been burned to the ground. Isn't that, an, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that, let me look, let's see. I'm looking for anything in the United States on this issue. Wouldn't you think that would be reported? CBC, Catholic News Agency, True North, this is the order of, of Google. Daily Mail, National Post, which is the, the conservative paper in, the, in Canada. Reddit, here, let's see. New, New York Post, the, it, but it's from two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. That's the last U.S. report I could find. There might be... In, in any major source, let's put it that way. U.S. media shamefully justified a string of Canadian church burnings. One day this month, this is 2021, 10 Catholic churches were vandalized in a single day. Calgary, in the last month, arsonists and vandals have attacked dozens of Canadian churches, burning some entirely to the ground. 
America has 70.5 million Catholics. Canada, with just over a tenth of the population, is close to 3 million. So this is a big story. Yet the U.S. media aren't interested in reporting our northern neighbor's plague of church burnings, except to suggest it's understandable. Remember, this is two and a half years ago. It's gotten worse. Imagine if 33 mosques had been burned uh, in Canada. The, the, uh, the uproar, the demonstrations. The attacks followed the discovery of hundreds of unmarked graves near residential schools to which the government sent First Nation children from 1883. First Nation is indigenous people, and in, in, that's how they're called in, in Canada. So they found hundreds of unmarked graves, but it turns out that this is not accurate. There, it was a report, but it, it turns out, not to, to the best of my knowledge, not to have been true. Ground scanning uncovered an estimated 215 graves at a British Columbia school on May 28th. That's 2021. 751 at a Saskatchewan school June 25th. 182 at another British Columbia site on June 30. The finds were shocking, but not surprising. And, and anyway, there was a... Uh, the, this does not have whether or not it turns out to be true. But that is the reason, apparently, why whoever is burning churches is burning churches. So, let's see. U.S. press has treated the news as if Canada had been hiding genocidal death camps. So now back to our story. Dozens of churches, and then I'm back, of course, to uh, to Jordan Peterson, because I, I wanted you to understand the, the crisis in Canada, and that is the uh, reason. Nearly 100 churches across Canada have been torched or damaged after activists lied. See, that's that's this is uh, from let's see, this is three days ago. This is the update. It turns out that those unmarked graves. We're not about uh, bad things done to indigenous peoples in Canada. Nearly 100 churches across Canada have been torched or damaged after activists lied that 200 indigenous children were buried under Catholic schools. (laughs) In 2021, a horrific story swept the internet. That's what I just read to you. As an indigenous group in Saskatchewan claimed to find 751 unmarked graves under the Maryville Indian Residential School, weeks after 215 children were supposedly discovered under another school in British Columbia. The schools were run by Christian churches, largely Catholic, and sought to eliminate their students' indigenous culture so they could assimilate into Canadian society. However, Excavations carried out last year failed to turn up any evidence of bodies, and most experts, isn't that amazing? The whole thing was a lie? Even I didn't know the extent of the lie. There was no evidence of bodies. Most experts concluded that claims of mass graves were exaggerated. At the same time, the excavations failed for the past two years. At least 96 churches have been burned, vandalized, or destroyed seemingly in retaliation, with phrases smeared on the walls including, where are the children? 
the the left can do anything it wants. Imagine if right wingers again had burned three three mosques, not a hundred. Or to a lesser extent, synagogues. The the outcry about mosques would have been greater than about synagogues. The root cause of the apparent hoax stems from the early 19th to 20th centuries when tens of thousands of indigenous children were ripped from their families and placed at residential boarding schools across Canada. Many many suffered abuse and so on, okay, which is terrible, uh, obviously. So this is the uh, the the reason that this is uh, this is happening in Canada. You don't know about it, and I'm I'm only giving you this story so you'll understand how uh, how bad things are in Canada if if you are not a leftist. So Jordan Peterson was told by the psychology. Uh, let's see, the. The College of Psychologists of Ontario. He will lose his license as a he's a professor of psychology, or was at the University of Toronto, and uh, a rather worldwide acclaimed psychologist at that. College of Psychologists of Ontario said you'll lose your license if you don't go for re-education, because he believes I among other things, that men cannot become women. And that makes you incapable of being a psychologist in the province of Ontario. So he has appealed to the the court in Ontario, which, without comment, they three nothing against him. Jordan Peterson said the war has barely started after he lost his bid to have the courts I'll read to you, actually, what he wrote. Why don't I read it straight to you? Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. A higher court in Canada has ruled that the Ontario College of Psychologists, indeed, these are his words, Jordan Peterson's words, (laughs) a higher court in Canada has ruled that the Ontario College of Psychologists indeed has the right to sentence me to re-education camp. There are no other legal avenues open to me now. It's capitulate to the petty bureaucrats and the adult-pated woke mob or lose my professional license. Congratulations, CP Ontario. You won this round. Mark my words, however, the war has barely started. There's nothing you can take from me that I'm unwilling to lose, so watch out. Seriously, you've been warned. 2.2 million people have viewed this ex-tweet. There are many good reasons to buy gold and silver, bank failures, digital currency, volatility, emerging market countries trying to topple the dollar as a global reserve currency. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed, Coin and Bullion, my choice for precious metals. If you ask my friend and AmFed owner Nick Grovich to simplify the case for precious metals, he'll tell you when President Roosevelt recalled the gold in circulation and paid people with paper money, they received a $20 bill for a $20 gold piece. Today, the $20 bill won't even fill half of your gas tank. But the gold piece 
is worth about $2,000, which would you rather own? So let's simplify the reasons to use Amfed coin and bullion. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick and his team at Amfed coin and bullion, 800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. amazing. He has to go to re-education because he doesn't believe in preferred pronouns. It doesn't. Let's put it this way. He doesn't believe that you should be forced. That was the original controversy. Controversy, as they say in Britain. Yes, my friends, we are really in a civil war in the West. We're not winning. They haven't won, to say the least. The National Post in Canada asks, is there free speech in Canada? In August, the Ontario Divisional Court said that the college was allowed to have Peterson undergo social media training, requiring coaching following apparently unheeded advice. Seems a reasonable next step, proportionately balancing statutory objectives against charter rights which are minimally impaired, if they are impaired at all, by the college's decision to require coaching, says the 18-page court decision. Peterson had sought to have the August ruling overturned by going to the appeal court. Over the course of 2022, the college, which governs the conduct of psychologists practicing in Ontario, received a number of complaints about Peterson's online behavior. The concerns included his tweets about a plus-sized Sports Illustrated model whom he said was not beautiful, and Elliot Page's gender transition who he said had her breasts removed by a criminal physician. There were also complaints about his views on climate change, an aggressive conduct toward Gerald Butts, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's former principal secretary. Now, can you tell me what any of that has to do with his ability to be a psychologist? For example, the climate change views. You have to have woke climate change views. You have to believe in Canada, no less, which is truly suffering from heat, apparently. You have to have certain views on climate change in order to be a practicing psychologist in Ontario. He said a, uh, a plus-sized Sports Illustrated model was not beautiful. You, you, may, you may object to that. You may think it's mean-spirited. Uh, you know, not beautiful, is not, first of all, is not the same as ugly. But in any event, uh, there was backlash to a certain extent at uh, at Sports Illustrated. Mo- models are supposed to embody the, the finest figures that uh, that the models could have. Same with male models. If a plus size male model uh, showed up, 
uh, at at uh, on a runway, and there are uh, runways for men, not not nearly as extensively as for women. The only people interested really in seeing uh, unclothed bail bodies are gay men. Neither gay women nor heterosexual women are particularly interested, and heterosexual men are not particularly interested. Whereas just about everybody is interested in seeing uh, either unclothed or barely clothed women. That That is the nature of the human species as created by the good Lord, I might add. It is, a, it is a, not, not a good idea for religious people to hide from truths and thereby end up uh, in, a, in some ways as politically correct as their opponents who want to destroy religion. At any rate, it's, I'm going to look that up. He said that she was not beautiful uh, because, look, it, it's a statement, you know, this the fat-shaming statement. See, it, it, it's uh, be the change you want to see. So there's a, there's a rather heavy woman. I don't know. This is from 2022 uh, in, in, you know, scantily clad and a, a, a rather big woman. What 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 is the what is the point is the point the point I assume that Sports Illustrated was making was that uh, all bodies are beautiful, but that's not true. See, uh, it is it is another left wing lie. I told you, truth is not a left wing value. The uh, it is not true that all bodies are beautiful. Why why make that claim? Is there is there a noble intention of making everybody feel good? Well, yes, there is. Well, it's I don't know. If, it, it, okay, it's it's the intention is to make everyone feel good. I mean, it is it would be like saying everybody, everyone who plays baseball, is a great player, but that that's not true. He wrote in his post with a picture of the swimsuit model, sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. See, his argument was not about her. His intention was not to insult this woman. His intention was to preserve truth. No amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. That that's that's it. Hmm. That's the, that is the issue. So they have a. It's it's amazing how the uh, how the left responds. There's a comment with a with a particularly awful picture of uh, Jordan Peterson, who's a fine looking man. Sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. So, but but Jordan Peterson is not offering himself as a swimsuit model for uh, any company. So the insult uh, directed to Jordan Peterson is a non sequitur. Back in a moment.
As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. So, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You will receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcast Square, use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and now even flannel sheets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302, use the promo code Prager. Go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use the promo code Prager. See, what Jordan Peterson was doing when he tweeted this out sorry not beautiful and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that he is fighting the the orwellian world that has been created by the left you must lie along with us you must say men give birth or you will be shut down you will no longer be allowed to practice as a psychologist that's what he's talking about with regard to authoritarian tolerance the forced lying, lie or die, as I have put it. And if you're not prepared to lie, if you're not prepared to say that lockdowns are, are good for children's health, then you uh, could also lose your license to practice medicine. You, the issue, truth is not a value on the left. They don't ask, is it true? They ask, does it feel good? Does it comport with what we want to say? Did Derek Chauvin murder, did a racist cop murder George Floyd? No. But you have to lie and say that that's what happened. And so the coroner had to lie, and the police uh, superintendent of police had to lie, police chief, that what Derek Chauvin did was not Minneapolis Police Department standard procedure, but it was. If you don't lie, the left hates you. Lying is a credential. Israel is committing genocide. That is a lie. It is a 100% lie. Palestinian population has thrived under Israeli rule. Thrived. Israel is attempting to wipe out every, every Palestinian. No, but most Palestinians would like to wipe out every single Jew. That's a fact, but you have to lie about that. And if you say it, you're an Islamophobe. Lie or die, and that's what Jordan Peterson was saying. Sorry, not beautiful. His point was not about her. His point was about the lies we have to say because the left is so authoritarian. Indeed, that's totalitarian. That's the one difference. Authoritarians do not tell you what to say. They just don't want you to, to disturb their power. So there's a picture of a, a rather overweight model in a, in a skimpy, uh, one-piece skimsuit. Uh, skim, skim yeah, that's good. A, skim, a skimpy swimsuit is a skimsuit. So here is, uh, the, the, I'm looking up that original tweet, given the news about Jordan Peterson. This is from uh, 
May 2022. By the way, the, uh, the, the, the magazine took a big hit in, in people buying it because the vast... It's not. It's made for heterosexual men. Let, let's be honest. Oh, and, and perhaps, and and for that matter, many women who like looking at women as well, but especially for heterosexual men, and they tend. Uh, I happen to think that a lot of models are way too thin. Just for the record, absolutely. I, I, and and I'll tell you why. Because gay men run the, uh, the, on the run much of the modeling industry, and they like boys' bodies. And so you have ridiculously thin models. I actually, uh, at uh, my Shabbat dinner table, there was a model uh, at the table uh, from Eastern Europe uh, who was uh, the wife of a a relative of somebody at the table, and and she was speaking about that, the need, the super thin need, and the fact that gays uh, run much of the modeling industry. But that's not true at at, uh, Sports Illustrated where gays do not run uh, the swimsuit issue, apparently. So he, he, so f- listen to the uh, listen to the the way in which the left wing mind thinks are again comments. I always read comments. Here are the comments to his tweet. So here's a guy, uh, Joshua Lisek, ghostwriter, post physique Jordan. In other words, you should put out a picture of yourself in a swimsuit. This is classic. This is just classic. Leftists don't deal with arguments. They smear the argument maker. By the way, Jordan Peterson probably, for his age, has a terrific physique, as it happens. I I, I wonder if he has 5% fat on his body. But so what? He's not offering himself as a swimsuit model. Isn't that the issue? He's, they're, they're, the people are not being told to say, wow, he's gorgeous. That's the issue. So this is fascinating. Jordan Peterson has been turned down. He is, he is forced to go to re-education seminars, or he will lose his license to practice psychology in Canada. Or Ontario. I assume Canada, because... I assume every regional one is is nationally recognized. I'll find out from him. So, they, these critics, of whom there are many, because there are many leftists, noted that he. Oh yes, this was one of the things that the. Forget the critics. This is one of the things that the uh, Psychology Association in Ontario noted that he had written a tweet in, in 2022 about a, a a rather heavy swimsuit model that woke swim uh, sports illustrated put on I, I think the cover didn't sell well that issue and uh what he he wrote was sorry not beautiful so they only noted the not beautiful his fight is not against her his fight against the left telling you you have to say she's beautiful that's the point. So uh, here, here are the typical responses to his tweet of that time. Post physique, Jordan, like you put up your physique. A man is in his 60s and uh, is, in, is in excellent shape, excellent shape. 
uh, and he, uh, but nevertheless, he doesn't claim to be a model. So the moron who wrote Post Your Physique, Jordan, doesn't understand, obviously, that he's a moron. That's like saying if uh, if you critique a, a baseball player, well, why don't you go on the field and you play first base? But you're not claiming to be a good first baseman. Okay, so here are some more. A picture of Jordan Peterson, and the tweeter writes, Sorry, not beautiful. Okay, it's about him, right. Next one, a woman. LOL, sorry, I must have missed it. Who exactly made you the authority on beauty an inherently subjective concept? Right. So, he, he didn't claim to be the, the, an authority on beauty. He was giving his opinion. If, what does the tweet mean? They say these things, it drives me crazy. The, the, the irrationality on the left Aside from its meanness and, and, and everything else, it's just the, the irrationality. So you, you can't make a comment? I don't think that she's beautiful. Uh, but he doesn't mean as a human. He doesn't mean that she doesn't have a beautiful face. Her body was on display. It is a very big body in a very skimpy one-piece swimsuit. He is allowed to note that they, they're demanding that I say beautiful, and it's not the case. His argument is with the authoritarianism, and he writes that in the tweet. Here's another one. It's all mostly from women. Honestly, this took a lot of confidence to tweet considering your face. I appreciate that. See? But he's not modeling if he were modeling, people could comment on his face. He's not modeling. Okay, let's see what else. Other other comments that were done here. Authoritarianism is when there's, let's see. Okay. Right-wing cope. Authoritarianism is when there's thick woman on magazine cover. Okay, what is LMAO, Sean? What does LMAO stand for? Leave me alone. Oh, I got that wrong. Laugh my butt off. Okay, I got it. So, again, you understand the intellectual level of his critics. Authoritarianism is when there's thick woman on magazine cover. No, authoritarianism is when a model magazine puts such a big woman on it as if to say, look, there's no such thing as sexy or beauty uh, in, in terms of women. See? That's the authoritarianism. Swimsuit Illustrated, in effect, telling you you're wrong if you think otherwise. 
Let's see. Okay, next. Oh, Sports Sports Illustrated, Swimsuit Illustrated. Well, more, why not? Yep. Anyway, this is, uh, again, all, all the insults on his looks. It's so interesting. Okay. That's uh, so he has lost. Uh, he's he has to go for re-education because of climate change versus for that tweet about the heavy model on the cover of Sports Illustrated, etc. But especially because of his statements that, that uh, he he's not going to be told what pronouns to use by Ontario. That's how he became world world known because he took issue with being told. You have, by his university, you have to use the pronouns you are told to use. Well, that's Canada. We'll have Jordan Peterson on the show to discuss what uh, what he does next. It's very scary times that we are living in. The, the most important goal in in life must be to seek truth and the, the whole left world is a world of lies like men give birth the dennis prager show every wednesday the second hour of the show for decades has been the male female hour most honest talk i am aware of in the american media about men and women we talk about just about every aspect some tough ones as a result. All right, today's subject is your take on my take. Often, you know, I do a male-female hour. I ask a question, and then I react to what you've said. And this time, I'm going to have you react to what I say. I am an advocate of early marriage. Wow, I said it. I got it out of my system. Yeah. Every single argument that I have heard on behalf of quote-unquote waiting, I find to be a poor argument. Maybe you will give, I'm very serious, this is not a cute line. Maybe you will give me a really good argument that I have not heard or one I've heard and persuade me. I'm totally open to being persuaded. I have no axe to grind here except that I want human happiness to flourish. So let me go through the arguments that I have heard for years. And let's see. So you should wait till you're financially settled. Of all the arguments, that's the one I have found least persuasive. In fact, forgive me because so many wonderful people, like many of you hold it, I consider it a stupid argument. I I don't even understand it. To be honest, I don't even understand the argument. It's not a matter of I, I differ. I don't understand it. Let's underst- Let me understand this. So you should wait till you're financially stable to marry. Why can't you marry and then become financially stable? which is exactly what happens for most people. They earn more money after they marry. Marriage gives them a stability 
and uh, and a rootedness and a home life so that they, they don't have to spend a lot of time at sports bars. Just to give the male example. All, all, the, all the centuries, or, or at least the last century, when I use my parents as an example. My parents married, he was 22, she was 21. They, they were together for 72 years, my parents. He was barely making a living. I mean, it was the Depression. Let's see, he was born in 1918, so he would have been 21 uh, in, uh, oh my God, it's pathetic that this is 39. So yeah, 1939. So I guess they married in 39 or 40 of the 20th century. Amazing, we're coming up to 40 of this century. It's, it's, it's weird. He, he was just on his, just beginning to earn a living. And she believed that he was a, 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 an ambitious, in the best sense, man. He was a hard worker. And we, we have the data. When men marry, they earn more money. I, I, the, the argument is made with such conviction and has no basis that I am aware of. Now, you, you should call in 1-8-Prager-776-877-243-776. If you believe people should wait till they're financially stable to get married. Yeah, it's rooted in male insecurity, Sean tells me through my earphones. What does that even mean? Male insecurity that what? As a male, you think your your, your value is based on earnings. So, uh, yeah, but if the woman is willing to marry you, why would you wait? If he, if he can't, no, 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 wait. If the man can't find a woman because he's not earning enough, that's a separate issue. The, I'm, I'm arguing against the argument that... You've got to wait for financial stability to get married. Meanwhile, these are precious years. People waste, generally speaking, they're socially wasted. I, I got married at 32, and I, I, I was a very mature young man. I was mature when I was in high school. However, I did not develop emotional maturity vis-a-vis women whatsoever during that decade. I treated them really well. That's not the issue I'm talking about. I'm just saying it was it was a wasted decade vis-a-vis a, a w- women. I wish I wish I had met a woman to marry earlier, but I marched to the beat of a different drummer. Still do. It, it's not the it's not the easiest thing for a person like myself who does march to the beat of a different drummer uh, to uh, to find somebody. And I'm incredibly lucky that for 20 years I I, I have Sue. Uh, but it was it was a, a a long a long wait, as it were. So I I find this argument. By the way, it's even it's even non-compelling financially because let's say you. The woman has the idea, the young woman, oh, I, I want to wait till I'm financially de- uh, independent or financially successful 
or whatever she wants to say, and same thing, same thing with the man. They'll do. Why can't they do it better and cheaper? Both. If you're if you're not paying a whole rent, you're paying half a rent. Isn't that good for your bottom line financially? So there, I, I find no uh, no validity to the argument. Uh, wait till you're financially stable. Okay. Next argument. You're too you're too immature uh, to uh, make uh, the right choice. Well, it's an interesting argument. There are mature twenty year olds and there are immature twenty year olds. I'm not sure that an immature twenty year old becomes a mature twenty seven year old. And uh, I, I I don't know when that magic time comes. Quite often the immature stay immature. But that's that that argument is not stupid. The financial one I think is stupid. This one is not stupid. However, I have to say, I know a couple. She is twenty and he is twenty. They're both mature. I I adore both of them. And they're gonna get married in in I don't know, a year and a half or whatever it's gonna be. That's great. They're waiting for him to graduate college. I, I, I understand that. I don't think it's critical. It, it would be a real statement to other students. You know, I got married. Wow, you're not even graduated college. That's right, yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think it's a great institution. And um, I'm, not, I'm not interested in, uh, in going to a lot of parties. Why did uh, why did so many people make fairly good decisions so early? If the maturity deci- if the maturity argument is all that valid, now I believe if you marry early, apparently the divorce rates are higher for those who marry early than those who marry late. So I listen. Since truth is my number one uh, value, I, I I have to offer the arguments that are against my argument. However, my belief is if the idea that you will meet a good person, a quality person, and not marry because you don't think you're mature enough, that I I find that incoherent. You're going to throw away a quality person? You're going to say, you know, wait till I get mature? What are you supposed to do? Not look for a good person when you're 20. Did you know that close to 90% of pharmaceuticals in the U.S. are produced outside of the U.S.? So what happens when the next global crisis strikes? Countries clamp down on exports, they stockpile, the prices of drugs rise, and the pharmaceutical shelves in America are empty. That's where the Wellness Company can help. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit holds eight life-saving medications that every American should keep in his or her home. If you have Tylenol, you should have this kit. The kit contains antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics like amoxicillin, ivermectin, z and more. It also includes a 22-page guidebook with instructions on safe usage. From benign tick bites to extreme bioterror events, every scenario is covered. Head to twc.health 
Prager and grab your medical emergency kit. That's twc.health slash Prager. Code Prager to save 10% at checkout. This is the emergency kit that you want to have on hand. Be safe, be prepared, and stay well. Kits are only available in the USA. Hi, everybody. Male, female, hour. The case for marrying young. Obviously, if you meet the right person. I don't find any of the other arguments good, and the arguments for marrying young are terrific. I'd have married young. I didn't meet the right uh, person. But I, 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 it's not worth using me as an example. So you'll say, so why did you raise you as an example? Because people now in our time always say, well, what did you do? Okay, so I'm answering. As I said to Sean, there were, uh, uh, I've always marched to the beat of a different drum. By the way, is it... I looked this up. Is it March to the Beat of a Different Drum or a Different Drummer? I'm waiting for an answer in the linguistic studio. I th- I've always thought it's drummer. And I see a lot drum when I looked it up. March to the Beat of a Different Drum. But drums don't have beats. Drummers have beats. Anyway, I was explaining how many high school kids taught themselves how to conduct an orchestra, taught themselves Russian. I mean, I, I, I was so different. You know, I, I thought about good and evil. They both exist, exactly. It's a choice. I... It was, it was, it was not easy. I think actually it would, if I were me today, if I were 20 year old me today, I think I would have an easier time finding a girl to marry. I'm meeting a lot of terrific uh, young women who uh, are, have depth and or concern with the great issues. It's not easy at any time. There's a there's a luck element in whom you meet. But I uh, I think all things being equal, this the maturity argument, which I said I, I acknowledge has some validity. It, it's only valid as a generalization, but in any given uh, take, I mean, how many do you know a twenty one year old? Well, you probably do. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> I think I take back the question even before I finished asking it. I was going to ask, do you know a 21-year-old uh, who isn't mature? <laughs> I thought that would really be a stupid question. <laughs> if you don't know an immature 21-year-old, you mean you don't know any 21-year-olds. But it doesn't matter. There are so many immature 50-year-olds that uh, it's... Age is not the factor in maturity anymore. All right, let's go to uh, your calls here. Marietta, Georgia, and the famous Trenna of Marietta. (laughs) Hi, Dennis. Is your name really Trenna? Yes, it is. It's not short for anything. It's just Trenna. (laughs) Uh, Forgive me for pursuing this, but I'm I'm a name aficionado. Why did you get that name? My mother named me after a bridge partner. A oh, I, you know, I actually thought you were going to say after a bridge. 
Oh, no. no, thankfully, it was actually a person. <laughs> she had a bridge partner named Trenna? That's great. Yes. All right, go ahead. <laughs> well, I just wanted to call in with some perhaps good news. Um, I don't know if it's a trend. I don't know if your other listeners are seeing this, but our oldest is 21, our daughter. She's very mature, graduated college in three years, and she just got married to a successful young man already established in his career. He's also 26. Two of her friends growing up also got married, and then two other girls who are just a couple years older than she, um, that I know, also got married, 24 years old or less. So I don't know if maybe the trend is swinging or if it's just anecdotal, but I just wanted to share some good news. I, I'm going to look up if the trend is, is swinging. If there's any trend that I'm aware of, it's the trend to not get married at any age, which is really oh. fr- which is really frightening. Uh, you yeah. may be right, though. You, you know, it, generations now change every few years. <laughs> not not every thirty. Or, or even 20, just, you know, overnight, it seems, new habits and new attitudes take uh, take shape. That's really a, an amazing story. So one final question. Are, are you in a rural area? No, we're in a suburb of Atlanta. So are not rural. Right. Mm-mm. So that's fascinating. How, is there a wedding planned for your daughter? A wedding date? No, she already got married in October. Yeah. Did any relatives or friends sort of, you know, very sagaciously <laughs> say, oh, is, isn't she a bit young? Yes, yes. Uh, my dad did. Uh, but I told him, I said, she's very mature. She, I mean, you know, like I said, she graduated college in three years. She worked hard. Yeah, well, that, yeah. School. Okay. That, that isn't the proof that she's mature. But, I, but I, it certainly mm-hmm. shows she's a hard worker. That, that's fair yes. to say. Yeah. So what did your dad say to that? He just said, yeah, okay, yeah, well, you know, she knows best, and I trust your judgment. And I said, trust me, if we thought she wasn't ready, we would let her know. But we thought she was. Okay, one final question, and, and, you know, I don't want you to in any way think that I'm attacking you, but why didn't you invite me? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Our next daughter, how's that? (laughs) Fair fair enough. Thank you so much, Trenna. Right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, no. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to get a lot of wedding invitations now. (laughs) I've conducted a fair number of weddings in different parts of the world as it happens. Okay, let's see here. Louisville and James in Kentucky. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, Um, sir. I I was thinking about the money issue. Now, while I do agree exactly with you, I don't think that there uh, is a reason to uh, truly put it off if it's, you know, the right person. Um, But I'm thinking from the female point of view, and I actually have two two, uh, things to say. From the female point of view, she might want to say the money issue is of concern to her because she wants uh, her her, uh, armoire, her her bow, to be a good provider. She wants to ensure that, and there hasn't been enough time for him to prove that to her yet. So, you know, they use the Yeah, that's very fair. Generally speaking, most women, which is what generally means, some redundant. Mm -hmm, Of course. Most women have a built-in instinct 
to know if a man is is uh, professionally ambitious. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that because it's so built into the female to want that in a man, it's it's sort of it's built in to know whether he's masculine or not. Well, I think the masculine men are also it's built into them to just simply be that and exude that from their uh, behavior I, I and their attitudes. I, that's and right. I couldn't agree with you more. So that that's the issue. The, the, what the, what vibes does she pick up? Is he, you know, does he spend his time playing video games? Hey everybody, Dennis Prager. I mentioned this to you only in passing. We'll go into a little more depth here. New York Post headline yesterday. America's safety at risk as FAA's latest diversity push puts the woke mob at the controls. The Federal Aviation Administration is pushing for the hiring based on, are you ready? Among other things, disabilities. I played for you yesterday the CEO of United Airlines. If I had any choice in an airline, I would not take I would not fly United. But it, it's it's so rare to have a choice. So many cities are basically served by one dominant airline and if you have to go at a certain time, which I do, I have to go after my show and I have to be at a certain place to give a lecture. So I don't have much of a choice. I'm on a very high status at United Airlines. I don't remember what it's called, but it's very high. And I I would happily uh, burn my United Airlines uh, award card if if that uh, would be effective. Where they have announced that 50% of their spaces are now reserved for women and minorities as pilots, pilots. Is there any woman or minority passenger who is happy about that? Do you you think they want their pilots chosen by sex or race? Wow. FAA which is charged with overseeing airlines, plane makers, airports, and every other aspect of civil aviation in America, has undertaken a diversity push meant to bring in workers whose inborn limitations make them plainly unsuitable for high-stakes, high-pressure roles. The full list of disabilities targeted, quote, for special emphasis in recruitment and hiring includes, here it goes, Severe intellectual disability, psychiatric disability, and a whole host of other ailments. I'm just curious, how do you know? I mean, I admit when I when I hired Sean at the very beginning, I knew that there was a uh, severe intellectual disability. But he told me that. It wasn't that apparent. It's to your credit, Sean. You said, I, I remember it was an acronym, 
Mr. Prager, you called me Mr. Prager the first time we met. I have an SID. And I thought, really? Sudden infant death? You're dead? He said, no, SID is not sudden infant death. It's severe intellectual disability. (laughs) I'm happy to hear that. He said the show has really helped. (laughs) Really? How, How are you supposed to know? Well, if you can tell... It's a bad sign. (laughs) This country has gone mad because of the left, and liberals keep voting for them. I have greater anger at liberals than I do at the left because the, the left is sick. Liberals are weak. And that's not, uh, that's not, that is not impressive. You vote for the party that is destroying the country. This is an example. The, the head of the FAA should be fired today. The severely intellectually disabled and the psychiatrically disabled, they write, that's a euphemism for crazy, will now be involved in making sure that planes don't hit the ground or each other. Worse still, the agency won't even say which jobs these targeted hires will be doing, responding with opaque babble when pressed for comment on just where a severely intellectually disabled person fits into the overall organization chart. Given the recent Alaska Airlines almost disaster due to a faulty plane from full-bore-woke Boeing and the troubling string of near-misses at U.S. airports, to say nothing of the other issues plaguing air travel, from unruly passengers to cascading delays, The FAA needs to be pushing to hire only the best and the brightest. Yes, that's right. If a disabled candidate can do a given job, and many of them can, there's no reason they need a special targeted program to get hired. Exactly. Exactly. You can do the job, we hire you. It's why a shrill activist class, when anyone points out the obvious wrinkles to such a program, takes to X and TikTok to denounce them as ableist. There's always an ist. Ableist. Cain and ableist. Sexist. Or worse. Has happened to Elon Musk when he slammed Boeing for its safety failures. Really? They took him to task? i got to check that out. These people have no argument beyond finger-pointing. DEI pushes have deeply corroded America's educational system and played havoc with its financial markets. This is really, a, this is really unbelievable about the, uh, about the uh, FAA and about pilots at United. These are empty people. The CEO was a Scott Kirby. This is an empty man. And why would he be proud to say that we don't choose pilots based on ability? Only. Only! That is the only thing that matters when you're a pilot.
Who cares about the race or gender of a pilot? I only care about their ability. The, the staggering number of people whose lives depend on excellence in the cockpit, and that is not the first criterion of United Airlines, and they're proud of it? I beg you to not fly United if you have any chance. And, and needless to say, you must let them know. Everybody asks me, what can I do? Here's a great example. Write a bloody email to, the, uh, to United, to its board, to whatever you could find on the Internet. Why you will try to minimize any flying on United unless there is no choice. Why would I want to fly an airline that does not choose pilots on one criterion and only one, excellence as a pilot? That's how you make the country better. But if you sit home and do nothing, which most people do, you can't complain. You can only complain if you do something. That is a, this is a great example. I have to check on this thing. I'm very curious about Elon Musk now, now that it, this thing has mentioned it. Let me see. Well, there's one very easy way to figure that out. Okay, here we go. Elon Musk is right about Alaska Airlines blowout. Boeing's DEI push could literally kill people. This is from January 12th, just uh, five days ago. The excellent New York Post. Elon Musk is dead right. Boeing's insane commitment to DEI could literally kill people. People will die due to DEI. He thundered on X. That man has guts. I so salute Elon Musk, and I don't even drive a Tesla. I like gas-powered cars. The tech titan was slamming the aeronautics firm after one of its planes blew a fuselage panel out in midair. Specifically pointed out that Boeing in 2022 began rewarding execs financially for hitting climate and diversity, equity, and inclusion targets. No kidding. They really doing that at Boeing? American business is as rotten as American universities because the left destroys everything it touches. All right, let's see here. It's an amazing, amazing bunch of stories. Oh, yeah, but that's too long for now. Yeah, I'm going to want to play the Trump speech. Tomorrow is a great a great day because we don't have a dedicated hour tomorrow Thursday so remind me when I come in it's very hard for me to believe that the Democrats will nominate Joe Biden it is if I had to bet and I'm not a betting man I have no gambling instinct but if I had to bet I would bet he won't be the nominee he will I don't know perhaps at the and some, sometime this summer, he will just say, you know, folks, uh, I so love this country, which, for the record, I 
I find hard to believe. Can't argue with a person's emotions, but the very fact that he has so overseen the wreckage of the economy to a large extent because of his energy nonsense, fanaticism, forget nonsense, fanaticism, and the very fact that he has overseen millions of people coming in illegally mean that even if he feels he loves the country, it's like the man who abuses his wife and says he loves her. He might believe he loves her, but he's an abusive husband. Anyway, he will say, I love this country, and this country is more important than me. I would love to serve another term, but I want to do what is best for the country at this time. And because Donald Trump is such a threat to democracy, I want a sure victory for the Democratic Party. They'll say something like that. He might run. I don't think he will. We have a a real dilemma, though, in the Republican Party. And I I hold him partially responsible, even though I've said, and I, I still continue to say, he was a great president. I mean, great but he did he did introduce a level of discourse that has hurt the republican party and the political playing field in general with his comments on john mccain and on his other opponents and his nicknames and his speaking of uh, of heidi cruz ted cruz's wife and now the the insults, it was hard for me to watch. Generally, I read the Republican debates. It was too hard to watch. I know all these people. They're decent people. I believe, let's see, Vivek has made a uh, PragerU video, at least one. Uh, I believe that Nikki Haley has. I know that Nikki Haley was in my home to do a fireside chat, which I do every week for PragerU. And I was with Ron DeSantis at a PragerU event in Florida. Same with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's not obviously Republican, but he's an independent now. But I, I like, these are decent people. And to, to see them uh, eat each other up how, how could it help anybody except Democrats? The Democrats don't seem to have debates, so <laughs> it doesn't apply. doesn't seem to apply there. It is, it is a, a not a healthy thing how many people I know who are Republican tell me candidate they wouldn't vote for. This is sort of a first in my party's history where so many members of the party have somebody they wouldn't vote for. I mean, look, you know, there are a handful of people who are truly uh, 
rhinos, Republicans in name only. Some of them are far more dedicated uh, to uh, conservative principles than others. All of that is true. But there's really a Republican you wouldn't vote for and you would allow the Democrats to continue their wreckage campaign against the country? You know, there's a very interesting phenomenon which I I became aware of many years ago because I'm a public figure. I actually read some of these letters on the air where a person would write to me, Dear Dennis, or no dear, just Dennis, or no Dennis, just a note. I've listened to you for 25 years, and now I realize you're a fraud. And it's because I said something they differed with. And I just saw on Jordan Peterson's tweet, which I discussed the first hour of the show, somebody on a comment, Jordan Peterson had changed my life. But now, because of what he said about, I think it was about, again, the... uh, the overweight swimsuit model a few years ago, you know, I I can no longer take him seriously or something like that. You realize what you do in life to hurt your own self when you dismiss otherwise admirable people because of one comment? It doesn't reflect on the person who made the comment. It reflects on you. It's, a, it's an, a child's view of a parent. My parent is perfect. Uh-oh, I saw my, my, my father cursed. He tells us not to. I saw him curse. I heard him curse. He's a phony. It's a very childish thing to do. You dismiss somebody based on a comment, one comment. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. have online and a video chief rabbi of ukraine and that is rabbi moshe Azman. and rabbi welcome to the dennis prager show thank you hello dennis yes thank uh, you for your- it's a it, it's it's an honor to have you sir where are you right now right now i'm in puerto rico I was I, I had a trip all over the United States and uh, this morning I uh, dropped uh, to Puerto Rico for one day and uh, the pro- proposal of my visit in the United States is to bring uh, f- to American people I, I was in Washington I spoke in Congress with congressmen and uh, with um, many people I will say to people one message please don't leave Ukraine because uh, we are uh, in uh, Ukraine uh, under the struggle, aggression, Russian aggression, and uh, please don't uh, don't leave us. You were born in Russia, correct? I was born in Soviet Union. In, in oh, Russia, yes. oh, Sovietskom Soyuz. Sovietskom Soyuz. It's in the Leningrad. Uh-huh. Yes, and which, which is now Saint Petersburg, right? Yeah. I went uh, as a ch- as a. You, just for your own interest, I was sent to the Soviet Union when I was 21 years old by the Israeli government 
to bring in tefillin and, and prayer books and so on. So I went to that synagogue in Leningrad and uh, I, I participated in the service. It's so I, I, I know where you come from, as it were. So, and I met, your, and I met your brother in that time, in 1986. No, in I was there in 1969. Ah, 69. Yes, I was 21 years old. That's right. Yeah. But yes, I'm glad. You, I know you met my brother. It's, he's the connection that I have with you, and I'm delighted. So I have a few questions. Uh, you being born in, in Russia slash Soviet Union and now Ukrainian, uh, why do you think Putin invaded my mind, you know, I uh, was graduate, uh, I graduate I, uh, books and films about the World War II, how the Soviet Union was occupied under uh, Nazis, Germany aggression, and German tank uh, come to Soviet Union and uh, fighting for civilian people. And here, and then, the big, uh, after, then the war in Ukraine started. I saw my. I didn't believe what I see by my eyes that uh, it was Russian tanks, not German tanks, Russian tanks. And uh, my, uh, I, I'm Russian speaking, and I heard the Russian propaganda in the Russian television. And I think what's what's uh, their reason? Because it's the first uh, first reason that they said is denazification of Ukraine, denazification. Uh, I, I said, you know, you know, nobody didn't ask you denazificate Ukraine because Ukrainian in the last uh, 30 years was uh, an independent country, a free country with uh, free of religion, free press, free everything. And uh, Ukrainian people was elected Jewish guy, a president, 73% of Ukrainians uh, voted for him. And now it's much more as, uh, his support. And uh, my mind is, you know, it's Russian aggression. It's no, it's, it's no Ukraine pro- problem. It's, uh, it's. I think it's, it's, um, it's their ideology. It's new fascist ideology. They don't need, need only Ukraine. They need uh, Europe. They need uh, all free world. Why? And what they say? They say uh, they say uh, what they sell to their people in the Russian in television. They said we are we are anti-fascists. Russians. They say we are anti-fascists. They privatized privatization, made privatization of the victory of the World War Two. Not only the Soviet Union uh, won in the, in the, in the World War Two, it was a coalition as the United States, Great Britain, and other countries. But they say we are anti-fascist, and the Ukrainian is fascist, fascists, and uh, Poland's fascists, and Britain fascist, and the United States fascist. And they decided they can uh, that who will be who is fascist, and if you if you you know who is if somebody fascist is not human. That's why uh, that's why I didn't understand in the beginning of the war why they killed the people in the Butcher pain in the, in the near Kiev. I was in in this area that time. Why they killed people, the, the, the children and the women. And I understood that uh, they said for their soldiers to, to the, they are, that the, we are fighting fascists. Right. All right. Hold yes. on if you would. I'm speaking to Rabbi Moshe Osman, who's just on a visit to the United States. He's the chief rabbi of Ukraine back in a moment. What you've done for me. I have on the line chief rabbi of Ukraine, Rabbi Moshe Osman. Man who was himself born in the, then the Soviet Union, 
and I, I asked him why Putin, in his view, because he knows the Russians well, it's his language, it's his native language uh, and his native country, as it were. By the way, Rabbi, did you, uh, did you, have you, do you now generally speak in Ukrainian, Russian, or English in, 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 in Ukraine? In Ukraine, you know, Ukrainian people, uh, they don't, doesn't love, uh, speak, uh, Russian. I, I, I Russian know. is, uh, yeah, I'm Russian speaking. I, I speak Russian well, better than Russians. But uh, Ukrainian is hard for me, but I'll try. I respect Ukra- Ukrainian people and I'll try to, to speak Ukrainian. Because, uh, uh, but you know, in many soldiers in, U- in Ukraine, they speak Russian too. Because it's Russia, half of the Ukrainians spoke Russian. And now people even spoke Russian, they doesn't want to speak Russian because they hate Russia, because they see what Russia do, it kill people, they doesn't want to speak, to, to speak Russian. So, Rabbi, you'll find, I'll just tell you a very quick thing, because, of course, I want to hear you speak, but when I was in Eastern Europe uh, very often, because uh, that was my field of study, and I was very anti-communist, so I went to communist countries, I studied communism, and I studied Russian. So in Poland, Czechoslovakia, as it was known then, Romania, Bulgaria, I would say to people, Gavritya Paruski, do you speak Russian? And this was the answer. This is, we're talking the 1970s. Da Anyechachu. <laughs> yes, I do speak it, but I don't want to. So I know exactly what you were talking about. Yes, yes. And you know, you know the people, I spoke with Ukrainian people, they, they know Russian. They know Russian, but they uh, one one woman that uh, the Russians killed their relative. They spoke Russian, and they began to cry. Maybe I don't want to speak this language, and I didn't feel good, you know, because uh, people is as I said, look like say, Jewish people. Many Jewish people for them German, for example, German language is very very hard because they remember the holocaust and they remember that's why it's it's in a few generations it's in the in the in the inside that's that's why i understood that it's a it's a long time will be that in in the ukrainian people it's a hate russian so what brought you to the united states uh it's my it's my uh it's my uh initiative because i not first, no first time came here I spoke with Congress and Senat. I, uh, not only in the United States. I think, first of all, I think the Ukrainian, uh, um, American people, uh, American Congress, American Senate, American government, American uh, organizations, humanitarian organizations for, for help with Ukraine. Just two years, uh, horrible. It's, uh, it's a very strong war in Ukraine. But I told them, I, 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 I tell the people, please don't, because everybody tied from the war. I, I feel, I speak with people, it's just uh, some people think that the war is uh, finished. Uh, it's not so many uh, about the war as, as uh, in the beginning of the war, still in television and uh, mass media. But I, 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 people said, no, okay, we are tired. And uh, by I say, I say them, you know, in the Ukrainian people, they died every day. Many people died, wounded, tragedies. And I said them, first of all, uh, first of all, thank you what you do. But uh, American, America have obligation. First of all, they, America signed uh, Budapest Memorandum in 1994 uh, they, because it's all America, America, Russia, and the Great Britain. And they signed the memorandum, and the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian destroyed their um, nuclear uh, nuclear weapons, 
And that's why I said now Russia have the nuclear weapons and Ukraine doesn't have uh, n- nuclear weapons. And uh, I say, first of all, it, it, first of all, you, ha- you have to help. Second of all, second of all, it, it's moral obligation to help the Ukraine because Ukrainian people now stand not only for Ukraine; they stand, they stand, they stand all for all West. Uh, if not Ukraine, now Russian tank was just uh, were in uh, Poland and in the Baltic countries, and another. They open. In the, if you if you hear the Russian television in Russia, they say they open. Uh, we we would like to bomb uh, uh, Great Britain, America, Europe. They said it clear, and they don't send it. Uh, they cannot send it without permission of Kremlin. You understand? That's why I think it's not only Ukrainian problem. It's uh, all free world problem. Problem. That's why I think. I think, for example, now now it's uh, in, in Congress. It's uh, they need to vote about to, to help Ukraine and Israel about the 60 billion dollar help to Ukraine and 40 million for Israel. But it's uh, it was uh, now is problems between the. Uh, Republicans and Democrats about this with the borders problem. But I, I tell the people, listen, listen. If you know, it will not help now to Ukraine. We will continue to help Ukraine. Ukraine cannot cannot resist the Russian Russian aggression because Russia is a strong army, strong a, a, a big country. Uh, they didn't count the people, how uh, soldiers, how what is said. They didn't count the. They have a lot of uh, a lot of weapons. Uh, they now you know that now there's access countries. North Korea. Who is the friends of Russia? Iran regime, North Korea regime, and uh, Syria, and uh, no, and small Hamas, Hezbollah. We see the countries. It looks like the in World War Two that you had the uh, Nazis Germany, Japan, uh, and Italy. And now, uh, now you see the clear that what uh, who is the friend? That's Iran, for example. You know, Iran, uh, they open, they open that they want to, to destroy a Jewish state, and kill Jewish people. And the same Iran sent to, to Ukraine. Every night we see in the sky of Ukraine, the Iran uh, big drones that they uh, killed the Ukrainian people. And uh, every day, the Russia bought uh, these drones. Russia paid for, for Iran nuclear technologies and then specialists and then other things. North Korea regime gave them the the weapons, and uh, you see, you know, that's why it's I think a, it's a very bad axis. Yes, I hear you. Yeah, Rabbi, thank you for your time. I, 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 no life is not easy for you right now. So, благодар you вас. I thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. And the, the, a little light will dispel a lot of darkness. I, I I'm sure that we will win, and good people will win, and Messiah Mashiach will come. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi. Amen. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. 
Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.